Welcome to Wellbeing with Manny in conversation with. What we hear and listen to throughout our day can shape how we feel. If we feed and nourish our soul with wholesome conversations from everyday people filled with positive stories, we may feel less alone and even inspired. We're all working through our own stuff and sometimes you need to hear that you are doing amazing, which you are. Wellbeing with Manny in conversation with is listening to others talk about how they have journeyed life so far, how they keep their well-being in check and how they keep their mindset positive. This is not always possible, but sometimes they share some really good tips on how they improve their well-being just for those days when they're not feeling quite the ticket. Welcome to this Wellbeing with Manny in conversation with community. I really just wanted to build something special that people can feel part of, feel seen and feel valued. Some of the people we speak to have really inspirational stories and hopefully it can resonate with you, make you stop, reflect and also just pick up some top tips along the way. So thank you again for being here and thanks for sharing your time with us. Here's the show. Hi everyone, just jumping in to give a quick shout out to the sponsor of this series of Wellbeing with Manny in conversation with, and that's the amazing IA Hair and Beauty. Now, I don't know about you, but as someone who has a very busy life with lots going on, an hour hair or beauty appointment can feel like a real treat, an absolute essential non-negotiable bit of self-care. Sometimes I know that all I need is a fresh French manicure to make me feel a bit brighter. I don't think we should underestimate these little acts of kindness and the impact that they have in our busy lives. So we have a special treat for you, a 15% one-time code across all the IA hair and beauty range. So if that's a gel polish or beautiful nail art and you just need to jump over to Instagram to see the amazing nail art that Isabel does or a fresh new trim or colour then IA Hair and Beauty is the best. Go to IA Hair and Beauty on Instagram or Facebook and DM Isabel quoting the podcast for your 15% off treat. Enjoy! Hi everyone, welcome back to Wellbeing with Manny in conversation with, um, you'll notice we're on location today, so avid watchers of the show, um, that's you know all three or four of you out there, um, we're in the playroom, how exciting, um, there's a karaoke machine there, might crack that out later, see how we get on, um, but today we have a really really special guest with us and we're going to get into talking about some really exciting things and some really important subjects as well, so we welcome... Rob Rhodes. Hi, Rob. Hello. Hello. You're so welcome. Thanks for joining us. It's amazing to have you. So for anybody out there who doesn't know who you are, do you just want to introduce yourself? Yeah. So as we've said, my name is Robert Rhodes. I am an actor. I'm 28 years old. I also do a lot of work with charities like uh, Changing Faces and Face Equality International, uh, working with them to basically uh, try to get better representation across forms of media and also help people with visible differences and break the stigma around it a little bit. Yeah, amazing. Um, and it's amazing work that you do and, and I can't wait to get into that with you. But I always start with, um, what does well-being mean to you? That massive question. <laughs> so to me, I think well-being is essentially having a balance between professional and personal, being able to really 
look after myself and take note of the things that maybe are bringing me down and work in a positive way to be able to bring myself back up. And also well-being is being able to go out as a person with a visible difference and make myself feel beautiful, make myself feel sexy and make myself feel well and not focus on any past trauma that I may have had, but focus on the present moment. It's all about the present moment, I think, because that's as a person that does have quite bad anxiety, um, that for me is something that's really important. Don't live in the past. Don't worry about the future. Just focus on what's happening right now and work hard to just plod on, essentially. Yeah, I love that. Um, so one of the main things that I wanted to talk to you about and why I really wanted to bring you onto the podcast is because I think what you're doing in terms of all your charity work with face equality is so, so important. Um, and I was just saying to you before that the that the tweet that really made me stop in my tracks was when you mentioned about um, villains having facial disfigurement, scars, and that just being kind of synonymous with scary and villain and, and how much as a kind of everyday person, I just didn't really clock that, notice yeah. that and see how that would be from the perspective of somebody who, who did have, um, you know, facial differences. So I just wonder if you want to um, talk about um, the work that you're doing and then we'll get into, you know, wherever it goes. But yeah, I'd love to hear about that from your perspective. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, last November, well, it's still ongoing, really. I was part of a campaign for Changing Faces, uh, which was called I Am Not Your Villain. And the idea behind that basically was um, that throughout life, uh, young people, adults were exposed to visible difference as being a mark of evil, of being a mark of uh, villainy. And even like so as a child, one of the first things you're exposed to is the character of Scar in The Lion King. Now, Scar isn't a very nice person, so already that is detrimenting me as a child and putting ideas into my head that I could grow up that way. And unfortunately, when I was at school, I did have a couple of situations where, for example, so there was a picture of the Chucky doll that was passed around school and someone had written my name underneath it. And obviously, if you watch Child's Play, like I do, because I'm a massive horror fan, um, he is, again, not a very nice character. He's actually a psycho murderer and um and it's a doll and it's like why are they putting scarring on a doll like why is that necessary because there's no way he was born with it that's a choice that they've made um and it's even happening now like for example when the campaign came out it was at the same time as the um new james bond film so um in that film you've got not just one rami malek you have two other characters that are both that are all villains and uh they all have a visible difference so the campaign it isn't necessarily about uh, completely obliterating the idea of a villain having a scar, because a lot of villains may have been in fights and stuff like that, etc. But it's more about the idea of equaling out that balance. Like, why can't we have a Marvel superhero that has got a scar? They get in as many fights and um, fights, crashes, etc., as the villains do. So why do they all come up looking unscathed? And I think it's really important we start asking these questions because, as I say, children are so impressionable. Like. I was at the cinema and I went to see Black Widow and um, there's a part in that where one of the characters takes a mask off and she has a huge burn scar on her face. Now the little girl sitting next to me jumped into her dad's lap screaming and um, it was the way the reveal was done. It was just quite tasteless. And it, essentially that girl is going to go out, out and if she sees uh, somebody just going about their day with a burn scar, they're going to relate that to villainy and how awful that character was. And um, it's just not fair because I know through doing the work I'm doing I know so many wonderful people that have got scars and essentially are the true heroes and they're just being completely misrepresented 
Mm, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, it's it's so it's so crazy when you say it like that. It's like how how have we now? How is this still happening? <laughs> you know that the 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 character of Scar, like you say, the first thing that we are um, exposed to as children, and that's you know the villain, the, the someone who's not nice. And thanks for sharing some of those things from your childhood as well. That's you know not easy to go back into. Um, how do you? Um, how did you work through that? You know, if you if you if you're at school and you know there's a lot of unkindness there, especially with you know notes being passed around the Chucky doll and stuff. How did you? How have you built yourself to where you are now? What what does that journey? What does that journey look like for you? So when I was younger, um, I essentially so I moved to school when I was around seven years of age. I moved to Northampton because my dad got a new job, and with that obviously came a lot of like intrusive questions and stares and stuff that I'd already been through at the old school. Um, so that was quite difficult, but then I've been so lucky. I've had such a supportive family around me and my mum and my dad and my sister have always had my back. And my mum's always been there to talk to about anything as has my dad. And um, that's kind of how I got through all of that. And I think as well, there's aside from the marks on my face, there is um, I've always had a really big personality. So I just kind of don't care. I kind of go in all guns blazing. Hi. And just would talk to everyone. Like, I think when I was little, I was potentially in, until people pointed it out. I wasn't aware that I was different. Um, and then going to secondary school, I made a really solid group of friends um, and they always supported me through everything. And essentially it was when I found acting as well. Um, that really helped me because it was a way to ex ex really express myself and express some of these emotions that I've perhaps been suppressing because I didn't want to feel um, I didn't want to feel uh, like I wasn't normal and things like that. So I could really express that on stage. And also it was a chance for people to look at me and look at me and go, wow, he's talented or wow, look at that character he's playing and not just look at me for face value, scars on my face kind of situation. And how um, how do you think the industry is changing or not changing or what do you think it it needs to go so what, what you know how where, what direction is it is it going in of your experience so far of going out into auditions and things what what is your experience with that so it's getting a lot better I've had some really bad experiences um in the past like I had obviously I wouldn't say any names but I had somebody that once told me that I would never get a job in a commercial or tv and film because people didn't want to look at someone like me essentially and I always la laugh like what do you mean I won't get a job in a commercial if it's for Eon Energy do I not switch the lights on like everyone <laughs> else? it's just it's just stupid isn't it like um and but then as a young actor you're so impressionable and you believe these things and you go oh no have I picked the wrong career but um and I've also had experiences of so I went up for a role that was called Badly Burned Boy once which I just found very strange because not very tactful way of putting it and um also, I don't have a burn scar, so that's a lack of education um, in that in that sense there. And I've been up for auditions where I've just been put in a room with uh, lots of wonderful people that maybe had different disabilities, different differences um, from all across the spectrum, neurodiverse people in the same room because they just wanted someone that was a bit different. And you kind of go into that room and you just feel like, oh, they've kind of found all of the um, odd bods and put them in a room together which makes you feel absolutely lovely um, <laughs> yeah. but it is it is changing for the better and I think for example there's a lovely lady that I work with called lovely young lady Beth Bradfield and she is featured on Mallory Towers on the BBC now her visible difference is never mentioned she is just a character that goes to Mallory Towers and 
I think that's brilliant. And that's the way we need to head because if you see me in my day-to-day -day life, I'm just a person walking down the street. I, you don't get my backstory. You don't get this history. You just mm -hmm. accept me for the fact that I'm there in the same way that I work in a shop. I'm just, when I work in the shop, I'm just the shop assistant. I'm not the shop assistant with the scar that's been through the horrible life and everything like that. And, um, and I think it is getting better. And also I just need to shout out to my wonderful agent, Burst and Talent, who are just constantly putting me up for, putting me up for all kinds of roles. Like they've never put me in a box and they put me up for princes. They put me up in the same way. Like they'll put me up for villains because I want to, I don't, I don't mind playing a villain. It's really yeah. fun. You're in the same way, yeah, exactly. In the same way I'll be seen for heroes and stuff like that. And um, it really is special and it is changing, but I think people just need to be more aware of it and we need to talk about it more. And yeah, the conversations are happening and we're starting the conversations. So I think, I think we'll get there. Yeah, good. And and it's so lovely to hear you say, I think we'll get there. Like your positivity is just amazing about it. But um, yeah, it, it that story that you told about all the, you know, as as you, as you affectionately called it, odd bods in one room, it, it's such a weird thing to hear that, you know, in, in this day and age, that potentially they're just wanting to tick a box of, have we got somebody with a disability, whatever realm that is, to then not even think what is it that we want and actually my children who watch children's television I'm seeing quite a few more you know wheelchair users some people with um there's, there's an actor that they love in the in one of their shows I think it's the dumping ground who I think has cerebral palsy and for them to to see that at a young age is really important that and again those actors are not there because of that they are actors and that's it they're in that role and yeah. they're in a show and that's really important like you say you want to go up for every single role because you're an actor and that's what you do um one of the things I was going to ask you as well was um in terms of you know education for people and especially parents like myself um and anybody listening to this who maybe has especially children I think as children I mean I'm sure adults stare too but children do because um you know they 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 don't know any different but they don't know any different because they don't see it which is why you say representation is so important what are the best things that that we as educators can do and that people who are listening can do to to support be allies and also help educate specifically children maybe who who don't know you know you don't often want to go we don't stare because that makes that person then invisible that's how I feel so I always try to if we're ever in a situation where we can talk to them we do and sometimes they're really lovely and sometimes you maybe say something that's you know well you know that there's just a person and they have such and such going on no different to anyone else how, what's your view on on how we can get through so I think what you, what you just said there is perfect that thing of being like um pointing out the fact of being like it's rude to stare because it is rude to stare and I feel like in the generation we're in so many people have forgotten that fact and pointing out that it's rude to stare and then saying they're just a normal person like you maybe they just look a little bit different and as I say for me personally I'm a very open person so I'd be more than welcome for a child to come over to me and ask what's that on your face or what happened to you and I will tell them my story but that being said not everybody with a visible difference has that confidence and um no one should ever be expected to just be able to talk about their experiences because everyone's difference is on a different scale and comes from a different story some of which can be tra quite traumatic for people yeah. um but I think as parents as well it's really important to surround your children with difference don't just let them watch the Hollywood 
movies that kind of were out when we grew up watch interesting documentaries mm. like teach them about the katie piper foundation for example and she's an absolute inspiration of mine and yeah. um mine too. wonderful guy adam pearson as well who is also such yeah. an inspiration love and, adam pearson. Um, yeah oh he's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, <I love> him. <laughs> um, but um and it's that thing of surround surround yourself with difference follow people on social media and maybe have the conversation with your children at home so that then it's not they're not going to be surprised that people in the real world away from this Hollywood ideal do actually look different yeah and I think I wonder whether this because of the generation of parent that maybe I'm at I do wonder whether it is getting better because I feel as if there is so much more diversity on television than there's ever been before um you know particularly I just remember when we watched the Strictly series one of the um one of the um I think podcast hosts of of you know Strictly News in between the Saturday shows is a is a drag queen I can't remember who she is um my kids were just absolutely obsessed they were like who's that I was like we need to dive into the drag world here and we ended up going down such a hole on YouTube, watching little bits that they could see. And then we ended up watching makeup tutorials and all this kind of stuff. And now that feels like a world to them that is just a, another world of like entertainment. Like accessible for them. Yeah, now, and yeah. accessible for them to see and, and understand. And I think that's so important is that that conversation. But like you say, you can't have that conversation unless we see it more. Um, yeah, which is, yeah. And that, that, that is the thing, it's that, um, as you say, like it's becoming so much more diverse and there's wonderful trans actors, black actors in roles that were originally white, which is just not a thing anyway, because I just think that's a ridiculous ideal. Um, and um, yeah, and it's it really is starting to open up. And I think soon, soon we will get there. And I know that potentially starting out, it's going to be difficult because you get the people online, there will people be like, why is this? person there that looks like that because they shouldn't be in this rah, rah, rah. and it's but it, but it has to start somewhere as you say and um yeah it really is getting there and I think for me it's the thing of being having a visible difference we don't we're not re actually recognized as a minority group at the moment um so we come under the um come under the huge umbrella of being disabled and the nearest thing that people say about what happens to us is ableism and there's not essentially a word for the hate that we receive and stuff like that. And the recognition of that, I think would be really helpful because that's, as we saw through the pandemic, the wonderful Black Lives Matter movement that happened and how many people came together to get behind that. We as people can create a movement and that with the right support that can happen in this situation as well, I believe. Yeah, absolutely. That's absolutely something that we should help and keep fighting for, for sure. Um, and we'll I'll pop on all the charities that you support as well. I'll pop on the description so people can go and have a look and, and support. Yeah. Like you say, having that um, tag on your at just the end of the email just for people to go, oh, what's this? And just to click onto it. You know, it's really, really important. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put it on on my website as well. Mm -hmm. um, one of the things I was going to ask you as well um, in terms of just because um, I like to make it quite performer focused because we have so many creatives that listen to this and watch this. Um, you mentioned there that you um, did suffer a little bit with anxiety. So, and also, you know, if you're going about your daily business and 10 times in the day, you've got people, you know, staring at you or, or all of the other things that, that you really have to deal with more than anyone else of a day. How do you 
deal with that how do you cope with that how do you um you know have any strategies that help you through that have you got anything that you could share with people if they're feeling similar yeah so I think it really is about trying to find that balance between being professional and personal and then that's why I kind of with everything that I do I try to just have fun and be myself because I think if you're switching yourself off and turning into this okay now I have to go and talk about visible difference person <laughs> then you'll go, it, it can be really it can be really anxiety inducing mm-hmm. um because it's 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 a really big thing to talk about and I just tell myself stop all you can talk about is your own experiences and try to try to teach other people and with the staring and stuff it really can get quite exhausting but I've just learned if I don't want to talk about it sometimes it's easier to remove myself from that situation and I know it shouldn't be like that but rather than sit there and have that honestly it's that feeling of like they're looking at me like and then just just remove yourself and I think sometimes it is about obviously education is important but above education becomes self-preservation for me yeah absolutely um and in terms of like the joy outside of acting what is what brings you the most joy so what do you like love doing every day so every day I must admit I love my job at the dog groomers I work at a lovely (gasps) dog and groom oh my goodness yeah. we get into this <laughs> yeah so um I'm I'm a shop assistant there and I do a couple of washes and dries and stuff but I really love my job and I love yeah. animals and I love the little dogs and that that brings me a lot of joy so it's nice to be able to go there and focus on that I'm also a very social person so you'll often see me having dinner with a glass of wine um and and yeah as I say I'm a huge fan of horror films yeah. which is really strange I know because I probably don't come across like that but I just I love I love horror yeah. it's honestly not my favorite genre and it's such an escape and I think it is that brutal thing of like oh well it could be worse at least I'm not getting chased with a chainsaw <laughs> so that kind of um, that kind of thing but um yeah I'm a very very active person I'm constantly on the go and I, I love that and I love being I love being really busy and um then coming home and I, I listen to audiobooks when I get home to chill out just because there's no screen you can just get lost in a story and just nod off to it essentially I love it yeah I love that and do you think it's really important I I kind of remember this when I was living in London kind of acting full-time in one of them um that was quotation marks people listening um you have to find a job that you love in between because when you get up every day and think I've got to do this job you know and there isn't an audition in sight you know that that like you say you have found a job that you absolutely love is that is that like essential for you as an actor yeah really it is like I've done honestly I've done a bit of everything like I've did I worked at Weatherspoons for a while and that was I'll be honest that was really really difficult and um I really struggled there because there wasn't any opportunity to almost put on a bit of a show for people which sounds really weird but like at the dog groomers like I love it like every customer that comes in you're like hello and you can um my manager's great just lets me be myself I can dress in my like sassy clothes and have a have a real good laugh with people um and I think that's really important because even now though like I do I do have my down days like it can be it can be really difficult especially when you're sending off tape after tape and you're yeah. working full time and doing that then sending off tapes in your own time which obviously is something you don't unfortunately don't get paid for um it can be really exhausting and then on top of that you've got the charity work that I'm doing as well and um yeah it it could be really exhausting because obviously as an actor it you have to be really passionate about it to want to do it because it is it is a it's a long game like it's taken me like probably like 
I think six years to start getting somewhere with it and um and in that sense it's important to have something behind you that isn't doesn't feel absolutely soul destroying yes. it really is yeah yeah no I absolutely hear you I completely completely agree with you I had a couple of jobs when I was living in London that just made me feel so happy um you know to just be going to work every day and and I I do have friends who have got jobs that they just don't love doing every day and I think that's that's a really difficult thing so finding something you love is great um something that I always ask people is um what would your top three tips be for people who are feeling a little bit like they haven't got their life in balance as much as they want to um you know like you say it's exhausting it's self-tapes it's working it's just life is just full-on kind of 200 miles an hour what would your top tips be um to kind of help people to like you say find a bit more joy um you know a bit more kind of self-care in their life so I think number one would definitely be something that I'm still learning because as I say I'm always on the go learning how to say no yeah um you don't always have to be there to show up for someone if they love and respect you they will understand the fact that maybe you need to take a break and have some time for yourself um whether that's you can't attend a friend's party you can't have dinner that evening or even if like I'm really sorry I can't do the overtime shift today because I, I need to go home and I need to just sit and I need to watch my drag queens or whatever it is you like to do in your spare time yeah. um, <laughs> that's obviously <laughs> fine but <laughs> yeah, isn't it always <laughs> um, absolutely we love it um, and and then linked to that is probably going with your gut instinct follow your gut instinct of what is beneficial to you mm-hmm. like you you know you know what works for you and you know what doesn't so if your gut is telling you oh I really shouldn't go out or oh, I should go home after this pint I know that mm-hmm. if I don't I'm gonna have a horrible day tomorrow and give myself anxiety follow that gut instinct and again it's really hard because we live in a world of peer pressure and stuff like that but yeah. stick to stick to your guts and then something else I like to do when I'm feeling a little bit anxious or a bit low I just like to stop and I look at what's around me and I try to breathe in something beautiful and breathe out some negative energy. And um, even if it's something really silly, like, oh, I've never noticed that flower before. You'll notice things in life that you hadn't noticed and little things that can actually make you smile. And again, it's easier said than done when you're struggling with anxiety or depression. But even having that thought of, oh, I never noticed that crack in the pavement can really help you to slow down, I think. And um, I think that's really important because especially living in London or if you're living in, living in a city, everything is so fast paced that you just don't stop. You don't stop to look and you don't stop to think. Sometimes I, I think when I'm on the tube, I'm like, oh, this is actually really amazing. I've just gone across London in 15 minutes. But how often do you actually stop and think that? Like yeah. you don't. It just becomes this torturous task of getting on the tube with all of the people. And yeah, just focus on the small things sometimes, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, that's such a lovely way to kind of close everything. I think your point about kind of slowing down and taking things in and breathing it in is is just one of my favourites. I do it all the time. No matter how many times I will walk somewhere, I will see something new, but only if I'm open to doing it as well. You know, like if I'm just got to get somewhere, but actually sometimes just get your head up, head up, have a look, take a breath, because it can centre you in the moment, can't it? Yeah, and also just little self-care days. Like, for example, this month I've been so busy with, like, all the campaigning. I've been, I work at the moment, I I do, like, three different jobs. So on top of, and that's on top of acting and campaigning. So I'm, I'm very busy at the moment. <laughs> and um, 
so like next month I've literally I've just got a day in my I've got one day in my diary and I put it in a different color to everything else so I can make sure I don't book everything and I'm going to go to Surrey Docks Farm and I'm going to see the goat and the pigs and <laughs> it's just like and just act like a child and do something cute do you know what I mean because it's it's just not not something you do or think yeah. about and it's sad isn't it as an adult that you have to plan that time but it's important to plan that time because looking after yourself is just as important as showing up for other people, as I say. So absolutely. We can never pour from an empty cup. So, you know, yeah. for us, we have to fill up and ha- and stop and do that. And I heard someone talking about this the other day, they kind of like numbered their days and a one day. So this sounds like that's what you're having. A one day is there's a nothing in the diary. It is just all about you. And actually it's not selfish. It's, it's, it's perfect it's exactly what you need you should be doing that you are in charge of yourself you have to care for yourself no one else is going to do exactly the thing is when that day comes around you never know that thing um the thing for yourself might even be actually I want to go and see that person because they make me feel really good and then you do end up doing something with someone else but it's still about self-care because it's what you want to do and you just need to sit down and stop for a minute and be like what do I need to do today I don't need to do anything what do I want to do yeah. And I think that's really important. Needs and wants, really important. Well, we appreciate how busy you are and I love watching everything that you do. And um, I just wish you all the success with everything, especially your acting career, because I just think you're amazing. And I'm absolutely sure that your lead role in your dream horror movie is around the corner. <laughs> yeah. Is that the dream? Is that the dream? The big Honestly, I would love to do a horror film like and Can I you imagine. Um honestly I would I would absolutely love it like and as I say villain or victim whatever I am I just would love to be there and cover myself in blood and run around like Carrie well you heard it here first (laughs) so if it happens this is the exclusive right here um (laughs) and and also you know amazing work that you're doing about face equality I'll I'll absolutely follow it and um you know anything that you want to put on here you're you're welcome to do so but I'll make sure I update the links as well in this in this episode so thank you so much for joining us it's been amazing thank you manny and thank you all for listening <laughs> thanks everyone <laughs> thank you so much for joining us on well-being with manny in conversation with and thank you for being part of our community it really is all for you it's all purpose driven and i really hope that you got something from the episode today If you enjoyed it, please feel free to share it with anyone who you feel would benefit from hearing these open and real conversations. Please make sure that you are following and you are subscribed to make sure you never miss an episode, either on your app of choice or on YouTube. And if you can, please rate and review the channel. That would be so, so helpful because it helps other people find us. And finally, just remember that it is all about talking. It is all about sharing. So think, reach out, who will you have a conversation with? Have a fabulous week. See you next week.